Hello, Good Show listeners. Before this episode, we wanted to drop in a couple of quick announcements for you. The first is that when Brandon and I first started this podcast, we weren't sure how much of a commitment we could give to the work that's involved with producing a podcast. And so we originally designed it to be released every other week. Uh, But we started off, we wanted to have some episodes in the hopper, so we started off recording every week. Uh, So far, everything's been very sustainable, and we're really enjoying our weekly conversations. So for the time being, we're going to start dropping an episode each week, starting this week, as you can see. Announcement number two is related to announcement number one, and that's just to say, in general, we have been recorded far ahead of time. And so when we were releasing bi-weekly, we were literally sometimes two months ahead on episodes. Right now, for example, we have three in the hopper. We've got one that we're editing, so we're almost four episodes ahead. And um, so just, I wanted to bring that up just to let you know, sometimes our references are a bit out of place. And in a upcoming episode, we have a conversation about baseball and we had that conversation when the baseball strike hadn't been settled yet, but now it's settled. And so it'll be interesting. So sometimes you'll have sort of things like that, but that's another reason we wanted to start dropping an episode each week. We can bring our references a little more up to date. We also had some things come up like in the Ozark episode, we didn't mention when the new episodes were coming out because we didn't know when we recorded, but then by the time we released it, they had already announced that they're coming out at the end of April. Get ready to look for that. So anyway, hopefully our references will come into a little more relevance as we get closer. Thirdly, this episode is just probably worth mentioning. Uh, As you've heard us reference several times, this was actually the first episode we ever recorded, Cobra Kai, probably almost three months ago. And so uh, we, to some extent, we don't even remember what's in it, but uh, we really enjoyed our conversation with this one and we hope you will will too. It's just maybe important to know that we recorded it three months ago. So thank you for listening. We're really enjoying the interaction we're having. We're enjoying the feedback we're getting and we're enjoying bringing this to you all. Uh, Most of all, just really enjoying talking to each other each week. And so we're really happy about that. And now enjoy the often referenced, highly anticipated episode, Cobra Kai. Welcome to Good Show, the podcast helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm Brandon Sharp. And I'm Anthony Mako. Today we're discussing Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai picks up the narrative of the cult classic Karate Kid film series, roughly 30 years after the movies. The series stars a few members of the original cast, who shall remain nameless because some of the fun of the show is seeing who might pop up along the journey. The series actually began as a YouTube original show on its YouTube Red channel. At this point, I'm not totally sure if YouTube Red even still exists, or if it's what's now called YouTube TV, or maybe it's what's called YouTube Premium, I don't know. The first two seasons aired on YouTube starting in 2018. But not much of that matters because Netflix acquired the series in 2020. Netflix has now released two more seasons, making it four in total, the most recent having been released on December 31st, 2021. 
The basic premise of this show is that it starts by following Johnny 30 or so years after his loss in the All-Valley Karate Tournament. And very quickly, viewers are confronted with questions that will seem familiar throughout the course of the show. Was Johnny perhaps not as bad as I thought? Is Daniel not the squeaky clean innocent I once imagined? For the four current seasons that actually exist, we wrestle with similar questions. And to this point, we will continue to do so as it has already been renewed for season five. So help me out here. What we're trying to do at this point is... Uh, take a show that we've both seen and essentially recommend it, right? As a show that someone else might be interested in without giving too much away, correct? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to try not to spoil, but obviously we'll have to talk about the show a little bit. We'll just won't give specific details. So we might say there's a conflict of some sort at like season three, you know, just for example. Yeah. Um, but we, we won't say what the conflict is or whatever, but uh, we'll, we'll try our best not to spoil it, but yeah, I would say it's going to be very clear that we like all the shows that we're recommending, but we're not trying to make it about you liking shows we like. There's probably a reason we like this and it just to help you pick out of the things that you want to pick. What are you in the mood for? Are you in the mood for this sort of show? Well, then this would be the show to watch rather than, oh, there's six great television shows on watch the six best ones. Well, now there's a million. So which, how am I supposed to choose what I'm going to watch? Yeah. And I think, I think that maybe coupled with here's some other shows like this, but maybe they're not as good. Like we can definitely dunk on some television, you know, doing this podcast, but probably I think you're right. If we've selected it as like kind of our main show of the episode, probably we're recommending it. And today's show is a really good example of this because there's some stuff I love about this show and there's some stuff I really, really dislike about this show. And, and, Almost, I have to be in the right mood for this show. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, we're going to just kind of walk through our process and the way that we have decided to evaluate a show. And it may change as we go on, but uh, right now, this is what we're doing. And hope you guys enjoy yourselves. So what are some things about this show that grab you right away? I think the most immediate answer to that question is the nostalgia factor. I almost can't imagine you liking this show at all if you didn't know about the Karate Kid movies. I was thinking the exact same thing. I have a very, very vague memory of seeing the movies. It is in my archives rattling around, but basically just enough where I can identify certain characters on the show Cobra Kai. I think that was why I initially clicked on it was because, oh, the Karate Kid, that was Okay, you know, I think at this point, though, it does something for me. There is like an X factor there that keeps me coming back past the nostalgia. Nostalgia got me there. I think something else is keeping me coming back to the show, though. No doubt. That's actually an interesting point, too, because I was probably I'm probably just enough older than you that those movies were in my wheelhouse and I watched them over and over again. So nostalgia may have brought me in a little more than it brought you in. Um, And I might add to that. What what I think may have kept you, here's what sort of kept me, was this very interesting idea from the get-go, well, what if Johnny's story wasn't as cut and dry as we thought it was based on the movies? And, and mm-hmm. that's this question that keeps coming throughout the show. I mean, it, it, it has to do with the time period that the movies were made in, where it was just kind of easy answers of there's a good guy and there's a bad guy, and yeah. now we live in a different time. But it, it does end up being a very interesting question, like what demons did Johnny have 
what drove him to be the way he was and and in many ways that's what that's how the show grabs you up first and that's what they're playing with in the first season and it carries through all of the seasons there's always some new oh well this is what that character was going through uh well now i feel a companionship to them a little bit more so uh, that definitely keeps you there once the nostalgia brings you in yeah i think the story is one though that a lot of people can connect with i feel like some of the fighting that we're seeing is maybe not quite up to snuff based on some of the other i don't know how many it's no jason statham flick i'll tell you that i was gonna ask you what you felt like the quality of the the sparring is you know the the premise of the movie is based around high schoolers you know the the people from the karate kid movies are adults now and i don't feel like this is a spoiler talking about this and now their kids are kind of the you know the kids competing the kids training so we're watching young kids kick each other on the mat. It doesn't give me whiplash the same way as, you know, some of the fight scenes in a good Fast and Furious flick. Yeah, it's so funny that you bring that up because I almost feel like the movie and the show is opposite, but that may be a consequence of my age. But yeah. I, I with the movies, I always felt like I was watching adults fight like it, the stakes, sure. the stakes were higher. The fights were more serious. And now when I watch it, it I feel weird watching little kids fight. It's yeah. like the stakes are very low. And they're making a much bigger deal of this than it needs to be made. It, it, I always just feel like I'm watching something that I almost shouldn't be watching. Little kids having fights. And that's a great point. I mean, I think the fighting is a subplot. The, the fighting is not the thing that keeps me coming back to the show. It's just there. It's just a, you know, reoccurring part of the story. How would you rate this show? quality wise you know it's a netflix show it's netflix is well funded yeah i can take a swing at this a little bit yeah go for it i kind of tried to work up a little bit of a hierarchy and keep in mind these things aren't you know one's not better than the other this is just how i decided to stack this up but maybe on the base level you have like your soundstage sitcoms you know great stuff but low low budget you know if you want to look too hard you know it's on a set uh yes exactly the grass isn't really grass yes On top of that, you have like maybe your on location sitcoms and then something like Ted Lasso or Schitt's Creek came to mind. Clearly a bigger budget. After that, I think I feel like you would have maybe your network dramas, which was my bread and butter for a long time. That's Mm -hmm. shows like The West Wing, shows like House. On top of that, premium dramas. And this is this is where we're getting into like the newsroom succession, like your HBO, like your really good quality Almost could be cinematic quality. Mm-hmm. The only reason I would maybe put those a rung below my next category would be like the use of CGI for like your, your, mm-hmm. like the last level would be like the cinematic quality, like Band of Brothers. They could be movies. You know, they're really yeah. huge production. The money was basically identical to a, you know, a movie budget, just huge pictures. That was awfully long winded, but that's kind of my hierarchy of media content and, Personally, I feel like Cobra Kai would fall into like your on-location sitcom quality level. That's a lower level, not any worse than anything else, just maybe like a mid to low level budget. Yeah, I I think I generally agree with that. And I think one thing that makes it difficult to assess is it seems like they have a high budget. Things are done quality. It it Mm -hmm. looks good. There's there doesn't seem to be like any effort, it, nothing against the cinematographer of Cobra Kai, but there's not, it's, uh, they're not trying to be artistic with how the show looks. It's like, let's make it as bright as possible so everybody can see everything going on. But it's yeah. clearly a lot of money. 
going into yeah. the show. Yeah. Also with the writing, you know, the dialogue is, we're talking about teenagers, you know, it's just, yeah. it's very like basic. I wouldn't say it's anything mind blowing, but also that's not why I'm watching. I feel oh, like yeah. the, dial- the dialogue is perfectly fine for what it is. Let's talk about the characters uh, for a minute, which is where I feel like this show lives, really, Mm -hmm. really survives. Uh, Who, in your mind, really stands out as a character? Oh, my favorite character is Johnny, played by William Zabka. Stand out for sure. I, I almost feel like I, well, maybe I just didn't notice or I was a child, so how would I? But I disrespected his acting. When yeah. uh, when he was in the movie, he may not have been featured enough. He was a villain anyway, so maybe that's why. But I really sort of respect his acting. I, I've heard some podcasts with him recently, too, not recently, relatively recently, too, talking about his process. And uh, I get maybe I started to feel for him because he got a bad rap. He got typecast as the bad guy in Karate Kid, but he has. He actually was, he's been a, a really good actor for quite a while and done some really interesting things, but he, I think he carries this show, to be honest. I couldn't agree more. I mean, he is easily my favorite character also. I don't feel like his acting is anything crazy, but like he's working overtime, making it work for himself. Like, I mean, the way he talks to these kids, it's so funny. Like his humor is perfect. It's perfect in the yeah. show. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it like really like that's what sticks the landing for me. Just kind of his come what may attitude and, you know, the way he just shoots straight with the kids. I think what's funny about that is when you have a uh, a come what may sort of character, I think we always tend to assume, oh, they're just acting like themselves. They're not really yeah. acting. And so when I, the more I've heard him talk outside of acting, the more I'm like, oh, he's not exactly like that, to be honest. So he's doing a pretty good job convincing me that he's just a regular old guy or whatever. You know, he, not everybody can do that. That's good to hear because season one, episode one, I'm like, why did they dig this guy back up? But then <laughs> oh, right, as, right, right. Yeah, yeah. as the show kept going, I was like, good heavens, this is the... <laughs> This is the guy I want to keep watching. I mean, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just not. No, thank you. Like, no, I don't I, yeah, feel. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He's nothing special. Like now I feel like, why did they dig Ralph Macchio back <laughs> up for this? Except he is the karate kid. I mean, if I have to see Ralph Macchio practice karate one more time. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's done karate a day in his life. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. He's not the draw to this show. He really isn't. No, no, I, I yeah. mean, Johnny Lawrence is the main guy for me. As far as the kid, like, who, who do you feel like is phoning it in? I've, I've talked about like All Ralph Macchio, Ralph Macchio <laughs> a little bit, but like, I do feel like the kids, they obviously have maybe more of a developed storyline than the adults. Yeah. Like, the story's a little thicker when it comes to the kids, but the acting, it is lacking a little bit yes but i almost so are you sure this is a show we like it is well i think we'll talk about why in a minute but i I think i think yes generally it is and i I mean every time it comes out i binge it that's what's Mm -hmm. crazy and there's probably reasons why i can binge it and not have to pay too much attention at all (laughs) just gonna Mm -hmm. have it on and keep going but it's almost like two different shows are going on at the same time 
and I'm completely uninterested in the kids show whenever it pops on. And then every once in a while, it'll drift back into the adult storyline. Now, the, yeah. they obviously cross over all the time, but I'm basically, whenever the kids are going on, I'm just kind of waiting for the next adult storyline. And mm-hmm. one of the things that annoys me the most is when the, when the adults get sucked down into the kids' conflicts. I think that's <laughs> completely ridiculous. Um, there's even a line, which I, I don't think this will be a spoiler, but I, there's a line in this most recent season where a character from the past, it's the character that has come back that has not yet been in. Um, and now he's in this season and he comes back and he's, he gives this whole big speech about what do you think you're doing? You're getting involved in like 16 year olds fighting. Like, how did I let you talk me into this? This is completely (laughs) ridiculous. And it's, it's karate. Like it's not we're, we're This is all in our heads. This entire conflict is in our heads and we're just making a huge deal out of it. It's like, it's actually very, self-aware in that moment i loved it but that's sort of how i feel about the show and you know yet i still keep coming back yeah i I feel like we've addressed this a little bit but as far as like individual character arcs go i i still feel like johnny lawrence has the best character arc overall i actually don't love daniel's arc i feel like he is he is just continually getting himself into the same situation over and over you know uh, it's got to be uh, it's got to be Mr. Miyagi's way. He's the only, yeah. you know, it just I feel like we are we see a lot of the same out of him. It doesn't seem to be there doesn't seem to be much of an arc there. I do I do like when Daniel drifts into villain territory because there's many times where it's sort of, where where Daniel has been a bully to Johnny. Yeah. And it, so I sort of like when that happens as a plot point. It obviously doesn't make me like Ralph Macchio anymore, but I, I like it as a plot point. Um, but then also how he needs to find himself again. He's sort of like, uh, this isn't a spoil. He's, he's, he's had some success in a car dealership situation. And so, um, he, he, he's lost his humble beginnings or whatever. He's got to come back to yeah. those over and over. And I do feel like it's a nice little way the the show flips you, you know, upside down. Um, and I, and I do feel like it makes Johnny out to be more of a main character sometimes than Daniel LaRusso's character. How do you feel like this show clips along the pacing of the episodes and how do you feel like the story develops? Do you think it's like a good pace? Do you think it's, do you think there's anything that drags a little bit with it? I think the advancement of the story drags like overall season to season. Well, within the season, I feel like they, they take a lot of baby steps to move four feet over the course of the season. Uh, So it's just Mm. like kind of chopping their feet in place like a lot's going on but it doesn't really make any difference and it's like they're trying to do like four major things over the course of the season as far as conflicts and conflict resolution uh and they just make a lot of noise on their way to doing that which like so for example the fight scenes i think are incredibly long and they got this they got this rock music going in the background which is there's (laughs) <laughs> actually a, there's a lot of good things about it like it's sort of fun but it's it's over the top the, the fight scenes are over the top yeah They're, again you're never seeing like high skilled no. uh karate you're no. never seeing that it's slow-mo weird spin kicks that are completely unnecessary with heavy metal in the background just blaring and it takes it just takes way too long to comp- so yeah but if you know that's what you're getting into that's what you're watching. That's great. That's that's fine. And you know what? You say that, and I love it. Like I love it. I binged sure. this 
show in a day, one day. I I was a day or or two, I think. Yeah. And I don't know what that says about me as a person. I I mean, hopefully my kids were, you know, running around being safe while I was watching this television show all day. But I think it also has something to do with the episode length. They're shorter episodes. You know, as soon as you get into it, you know, we're moving on to the next one. So the season is like a Netflix length in episodes. You know, it's like what in the nine, 10 range. But they are half the length of like a normal Netflix show. They're they're rolling in around 20 to 30 minutes as opposed to like, you know, 50 to an hour. So while it may seem like you're treading water a lot, you're flying through episodes and you are staying hooked. I feel like there is something that is keeping you progressing as a viewer, you know, maybe even just subconsciously. Uh, Yeah. And I also think, though. That's because you're able to not pay super close attention to what's going on. Like you could summarize this season, which we won't do, but you could summarize this season very fast. You would probably nail the four major plot points that happened. Mm-hmm. And if I asked you some details about some other stuff, you wouldn't remember. Like, it, like well, what happened? What to, oh, yeah, I don't remember. Like, because I wasn't paying close enough attention. I get the gist of what happened in this season. I enjoyed myself while I watched it, but it was very fast and uh, it's sort of a sugar show. Like you, you burn it up fast. And you're not, <laughs> you're, you're not sitting and chewing on the, it's like a donut. Yeah. 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 And that's fine. That's totally fine. But you're not sitting and chewing on the things that it brings out of your subconscious to wrestle with. You just sit and enjoy it. And there, there's some, Oh, that's an interesting idea. What if this was, but it's not incredibly deep. I don't think. I want to take a minute and maybe just kind of evaluate the show as a whole and maybe talk about we've tried to break down a handful of different categories, kind of the does it have that initial X factor that grabs you? Where would you place the show quality wise? Are the characters well developed? Do they, you know, do you connect with them? How is the story paced? And the writing? Is it interesting? Is there a lot of exposition? Does it drag? Also, humor. Does the humor land? And this show is checking a lot of my boxes. I'm saying it it definitely was uh, maybe not grabbing me right away. We talked about the nostalgia that kind of got me there, but um, it did definitely have something that kept me coming back. Great characters. That is an absolute box that I check. Story is light, definitely on the mm-hmm. lighter side. And writing, I would say light if it wasn't for some of the better humor. Yeah. So I'm I'm putting this right in like a... Right in like it's it's checking like three solid boxes and I'm almost going to give the writing just because I love, I think it's funny. I think it's a really funny show. I agree. So it's like, it's right in that. It's right in there. What would you, where would you put some of that? Yeah, I agree. Humor is, uh, humor is super important for me in a show too. So yeah. that's uh, when I agree with basically everything you just said, I think generally the writing is light, but then if you can pull off the jokes they pull off, I second guess my evaluation that the writing is light because that that's it's funny it's definitely funny and i'm not generous on humor in shows i will say one thing for me the thing that keeps me coming back is i find i've thought a lot about this i'm so amazed by their ability to do this but i the whole season i'm like i might not watch this show anymore i'm not sure (laughs) and then they are so (laughs) they're so good at the season turns 
Oh, man, yeah. I don't know what it is. Some of it's nostalgia, and you know, we won't get into any of that. But um, each season, I leave the season. I spend the entire, let's say it's nine episodes, like I think this season was. I spend like the first episode getting back into it, and then two episodes, two to eight, I'm like, why do I watch this show? And yep. then episode nine, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till next season. So there's something about that. I guess they can really hook. And I, I don't feel like I'm a sucker for that sort of thing, but uh, they, they really get me, which that's another point to the writing. It's at least good enough to do that. And maybe they're just trying to make sort of a Kung Fu show in a new era and trying also to grab two audiences at the same time, because I, I can see. I've like peeked in. I, my oldest child is eight and I've peeked in on some of the stuff that she watches and it's non, it's nonsense, but she, it's sort of this like high schooly drama, like terrible, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And so that made me think, okay, maybe they're, they're trying to appeal to this younger audience that doesn't have any idea what the karate kid movies are while still engaging the audience that love the movies in the first place. And I actually think if the, if that was their goal, I could I could see them doing that well too. But I always feel weird about watching sixteen year olds mm-hmm. and their sexual drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> it's that, weird. That's something's like meh. Yeah. You, it is threading a very specific needle though. This show as a yeah. whole, and it I think you're right. It may be something almost unique. I would have a hard time saying what's another show like Cobra Kai. I would have a really hard time putting my finger on that. Yeah. It's a lot of teen drama stuff, but I don't feel like I'm watching Riverdale or no, right, um, right, right, right. Well, there's a whatever. little bit. Of, it's like, it's like Riverdale's in the show. Kind of Riverdale is what's going on, but not all the time, but that's a, That's a perfect example of what. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, the Karate Kid movies are a prerequisite for this. Let me say one thing about this show. They are heavy on the flashbacks. So I'm going to say no. I don't think it's a prerequisite. I think anything you may need to know. Now, it's nice if you recognize the characters from the movie. But I will say anything you may need to know that you think you, you think you may need to know from the movies, they're going to telegraph it. Okay, it's but... Gonna, it's, do does, do they make any sense if you haven't seen the movie? Do the flashbacks make any sense to you if you haven't seen the movies? They do, because I think I've only seen the first Karate Kid movie, and there's a lot of content that is from the second one or the third one, and once I see a flashback, it makes perfect sense. Like the new character you were referencing. Yeah. I wasn't familiar with him at all. Yeah. But all I needed was a couple of clips from the movies. I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. I, I, I know everything I need to know about this guy. Well, that's just because Karate Kid 3 is a dumpster fire. So you, <laughs> you got the whole movie in one. Well, there, I mean, that's a great, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But that answers my question. I, I don't feel like if you have not seen the movies, I mean, I don't know why you're watching in the beginning, right. but I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's like a must. You bring up a good point, though. I've always been amazed at their ability to use the flashbacks, uh, but not in a cheesy way. Every time I see a flashback coming, I think, oh, this is going to be cheesy. They're just trying to they're just trying to manipulate me through nostalgia. But it it either works so well that I'm not mad about it or they're just really good at doing it and, and effective at putting them in for story purposes all the flashbacks are are good they hit your nostalgia button but it's not like they're just doing it to have nostalgia 
And obviously, all of the flashbacks happen with the adult portion of the show because they're the only characters who were in the original movies. So that's another big reason why the, uh, you know, the, the adult part of the show is really some of the best stuff. It's, it's the most compelling part of the, the series. But there's also, there's also a way, you know, we've kind of ripped on the writing of the show, but there's a way that you could look at it as if, is this entire show just completely meta in saying like, we never get over our childhood conflicts and like these issues that are with us from childhood, follow us the rest of our lives. We continue to play them out. And then we actually see it happen again with our children, you know, like all these different things. I suppose it's not an accident that they're, they're hitting all those things. I, like, yeah. I suppose they had to have done that on purpose. It can't be, they can't be that lucky. So that's pretty good, I guess. Also, one final thing. I don't know if it was you and I talking about this, but th there's a place in the United States where karate is this popular. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> were, we, were we talking about this? <laughs> yeah, we were. It's like, oh, it's like the valley. You know, the valley. Of course, karate's huge in the valley. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if like karate is that big. And Tell in a, me where in the, in, in the United States that many people attend a karate tournament and watch. It, it, it's a youth karate tournament. Yeah, it's not it, even like... Yeah, I mean, if it was like on par with like MMA and it was like yeah. professional ninjas, but I mean, this is, <laughs> this is a youth karate tournament. And the reason they're good at karate is because these old men beat them up all week long <laughs> to practice fighting and somehow they don't get in trouble for this sort of thing. They just, they're held up as heroes in the community because it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous, but that's fine. It is what it is. We'll take yeah. it. As we wrap up each episode, we're going to take a quick moment and try and sell each other and you, obviously, on something that one of us has seen, but the other hasn't seen. So each week we'll do a quick hit on a show that we would recommend. We'll have Brandon start this week. Brandon, what is something I haven't seen that I absolutely should see? Anthony should do nothing until he has seen the show Stranger Things. And I know that everyone who just heard that was right. like, absolutely. Brandon is absolutely right. Huh. Okay. Why? I mean, I know everyone loves Stranger Things, but yeah. <laughs> it seems like a show that is super niche, but I, I know that it hits people that would not normally watch a show like this. I mean, the best way to describe it is it is the uh, Netflix series of E.T. It is a very like 80s nostalgia uh, sci-fi mystery good versus evil best friends superpowers like there's just something very very special about it there's kind of a cast of adults and a cast of kids similar to cobra kai but when all of them work together like it makes perfect sense like it's not one of those times you're like why are the adults fighting you know doing things with the kids it, mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense and so you love every single character the the, the characters are developed well the story is, I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat the entire show. It's, it's honestly one of the shows I look forward to the most whenever, you know, um, I think we've got a new season coming up in the summer of 2022 and it's fantastic. Well, based on the things you like generally, I, I'll take that recommendation more coming from, I don't know that you've ever recommended it to me specifically, but a lot of people have sometimes my 
hesitation is just the content like being i'm not huge for 80s nostalgia or sci-fi or you know Mm -hmm. supernatural uh i like all those things just fine but it's not going to be the thing that brings me in i like dark drama stuff yep so um but yeah i mean also if you like it this much i know that you don't tend to you this would we're aligned a little bit on our this would absolutely be a change of pace for you no doubt in my mind well that's fine yeah I just know of plenty of people who like, I will absolutely nerd out on shows like this sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. You know, that is, I think that's where you and I really diverge. Like that is something that I'll absolutely get into. We've never had a conversation about anything like that. So I assume that you don't, but I do feel like this show has hit or connected with plenty of people that I wouldn't consider a, you know, someone who nerds out like I do on this stuff. So all right, I'll do it. I'll check it out. All right. Okay, here's mine for you. Here's my quick hit. I'm going to recommend the show Flaked on Netflix. Flaked, F-L-A-K-E-D. It's Will Arnett. Ooh, I love Will. I know. Here's It's Will Arnett, sort of like you've never seen him, but it's a perfect role for him. Incredibly dark comedy. Mm. So dark that like most of the time you don't <laughs> know it's a comedy. <laughs> so dark. Yeah. Um, it's just incredibly dark comedy, but so here's my favorite things about it. Will Arnett, obviously it's so dry, so dry. There's never a wink that a joke is happening right now. It's, it is so dry. Okay. But the conflict and sort of turns are pretty incredible for like a Will Arnett show, uh, like really good writing, I think. And, um, then also the style of the show is perfectly hipster, uh, mm. like perfectly Anthony sort of hipster. The music is incredible. Spot on. I, I seriously, there's only two seasons. I assume people didn't like it. It's the sort of show that I love that I'm sure nobody else likes and it ends up getting canceled pretty fast. Uh, so there's okay. two, there's two seasons, but I have both seasons, the soundtrack, like I went through online and got every song from every episode because there's no real like source for that and made playlists of flaked season one flaked season two i still go back to the, this show is probably uh five to eight years old it's on netflix still though and i i listen to those soundtracks all the time there's i i have smart stations built off songs that i found on that show didn't know about them before so the music's incredible but it's sort of like the music is sort of the bony Vare. I don't know if you know S. Carey. S. Carey did a lot of music for the show. S. Carey plays drums for Bon Iver. Okay. So it's um, that sort of style. Kurt Vile. Um, that's actually the first place I heard Kurt Vile. But the show perfectly, the mood of the show perfectly matches that sort of music. I, fi- I found myself laughing at goofy stuff, and but also just like very emotional about many things in the show and you know it's very smart and i'm actually i almost want you to watch it so you can tell me whether i'm being ridiculous or not there's probably a yeah you know what i'm thinking about right now what i'm I'm actually really annoyed usually one thing that we always talk about if we're going to give a recommendation is a movie or a television show if it has good music usually we're passing it along yeah i can't i'm I'm surprised you didn't you didn't tell me about this one (laughs) i'm surprised i've never mentioned it to you but honestly, I feel like I've gotten on TV shows sometimes I've gotten burned on like picking up something new, trying to share it with my TV snob friends 
and then being like, yeah, I checked that out. It was stupid. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and so then I just sort of stuck. So I've thought more about it. I try to think more. Well, I mean, people do that with me with West Wing all the time. I know not you, obviously, but people have said I checked it out. I thought it was stupid. Well, mostly yeah, two specific friends that, you know very well. I don't know if we want to call them out. Out them right now. Yes. Out them. Jesse and JR. Jesse and JR hate West Wing. But but generally, generally I agree with Jesse and JR on TV shows. So I cannot figure out why. I I think they're just basically messing with me by not really giving West Wing a a for real chance. But that sort of thing is like, well, maybe I just like flaked and and nobody Mm. else is going to like it. Maybe it just hits all my buttons. But man, it hits my buttons. And also as somebody like who loves Portland, Oregon, like yeah. it's, it's a, it's not set in Portland, Oregon. It's set in Venice beach, California. Um, but it's, if you live in Portland, Oregon, you probably like flaked. It's, it's like <laughs> <Okay>. that. <laughs> it's that sort of show. Like not, Portlandia? Not, not in a Portlandia way. Okay. It's right. the, Portlandia. Like that's exactly what I was talking about. Like the jokes in, they never wink about the jokes in flaked, but Portlandia, they're like, blowing their eye sockets out with how much winking they're doing about the jokes they're you know so yeah it's just a very and it's 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 very drama but the jokes are just so unique because they're they're just right in the middle of it, it's sort of irreverent irreverence of bad it sounds like i'm talking about fart jokes uh but mm-hmm. um off kilter i know what you mean making jokes at a funeral like you know something like that. yeah um, that's irreverent yeah Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I recommend checking it out. Cool. We'll do it. show thank you for joining us if you enjoyed this episode and you haven't already please take a minute to rate and review our podcast we would really appreciate it also hit that subscribe button so you are notified the minute we release new content lastly the good show facebook group is up and running we would love to chat with you and hear your opinions on our episodes again thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time